Hey, how you doing? My name is Hero. <laughs> uh, I know your back hurt. Hey, but I got the kill that mattered. I got one. That's it. Hey, how you guys doing? My name is Hero. This is the Identity Booth, and this is the things we forgot to tell you last week. This is a segment where we go down a list of things that we forgot to tell you last week. But if there's something you feel I should include to this section, email me or send it to me. Put it in the comment section. It'll be in the show for next week. And then... The cycle continues. You know, the things we forgot to tell you last week. We're on all major platforms. The links are in the description. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Nearly half a million shipping containers are stuck off the coast of Southern California as the ports operate below capacity. Now, this story has so much more behind it, and there's so much more that can move in front of it it's a lot of moving parts but what you have to know is basically at the beginning of the pandemic when things started to shut down in that period where things like really shut down is it's the phantom it's the phantom the phantom break effect this is this is the phantom break effect on a large scale and for all y'all that don't know what the phantom break effect is it's like basically if you're driving in front of somebody or someone's driving in front of you and they tap their brakes, you subconsciously tap your brake and then someone else subconsciously, and it just goes down and down. Even though if you don't necessarily need to brake, but it causes traffic and it causes a delay just because that one person tapped the brake unnecessarily. Well, when the situation with COVID was going and we shut down for our measly two weeks, uh, things got backlogged. But what ended up happening was a bunch of Issues and flaws showed up on itself, and there's a lot of blame to go around here, but most importantly, blame from the top down, because leadership could have easily kept this under control. And did the Trump White House do enough to fix it? No. Is the Biden administration doing enough to fix it? No. Uh, have we as a generation, as a culture, done anything to kind of help mitigate this situation? Hell no, because a lot of the reason why we need things to be exported in is because we don't make anything in-house. So we have to rely on other people, and we're suffering the consequences of that. But that's how it started. It was basically just delays that never recovered from COVID time. So then when everything ramped up tenfold, everything's open right now, everything's going, we can't support our own system, and, it, and we're suffering the consequences of that. And it's important for us to be able to look at this critically, right? What does this mean for the future? Well, here and now, there are things that are on that ship that is affecting people today. Like there are products, goods uh, for schools and tire companies. Like there are multiple products out there. And the deficit that we're, we stand to lose is significant. The fact that we have gotten private companies to jump on board to help alleviate this is nice. But the fact is, and especially based off this article, we're not we're not meeting the snuff right now. Uh, for starters, the largest port in the U.S. faces near record blockage of cargo ships, and there no and there's no end in sight. Uh, this was from Tuesday. Los Angeles had, had nearly half a million 20-foot shipping containers or about 12 million metric tons of goods waiting, drifting, waiting in drift areas, I guess, and the anchors for spots. This is crazy to think about because the infrastructure bill that we're talking about could have alleviated this one. 40% of our 
goods come in from one direction, all it means is that this one place needs to be put down once and we lose 40% of our goods. So, like, this is such a glaring issue and it's, and it's the maddening thing about America. We don't remotely get interested in fixing or solving problems until we have one. And it's, it's, not, it's not sustainable, clearly. Um, South Lake school leaders tell teachers to balance Holocaust books with opposing views. I want to hear this. I want to hear this madness. Can I hear this madness for a second, please? New report in our series on a Texas school district at the center of a firestorm over diversity and inclusion efforts. Now secretly recorded comments from a top administrator about books on the Holocaust are sparking new outrage. Antonia Hilton takes us back to Southlake. Wes Frierson, a parent of two daughters in Southlake, is uncertain about his kids' education. With some of the local politics right now, I'm not sure that teachers feel supported. The district already in the spotlight after parents clashed over its diversity plan, now facing new pushback over which books are allowed in their libraries, with some teachers placing caution tape over bookshelves, calling the move censorship. It all started when a fourth grade teacher was reprimanded after a parent complained about her having a book about anti-racism. I couldn't believe it. She's the kind of teacher that we would hope the district would be trying to attract. The district sent educators new guidance to vet all books, instructing them to not allow singular perspectives that could be considered offensive. This coming after Texas passed a law banning the teaching of concepts that could make individuals feel guilt or anguish due to their race. <laughs> NBC News obtained exclusive, secretly recorded audio of Yo. a school training. We are in the middle of a political mess. The director of curriculum, Gina Petty, offers an example for teachers. Balance books about the Holocaust with an opposing view. Make sure that if... if all right, that's all I need to hear. Wait, the Holocaust, that you have one that has opposing, that has other... How do you oppose the Holocaust? Gina Petty didn't... How do you oppose the Holocaust? How do you oppose the Holocaust? That is... That's a statement I'm making in 2021. And it's being made by people like this. Take a good look at this lady. She's teaching a group of kids. Texas has never been known for his educational standards or his women's rights or his voting rights. Any rights? I, I, I left the state. Don't know. <laughs> but they surely don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to telling the truth. If you want to tell the truth, Texas, let's talk about the truth about, you know, Juneteenth. How Texas kept slaves well after they had been released enslaved by uh a year, uh, what, multiple year war and the Declaration of, not the Declaration of Independence, what's the Emancipation and Proclamation. But let's talk about all those good things and how all those things were happening and Texas decided to keep their slaves. Texas swears they're, 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 they're useful to this country, but they're not. Um, this is clearly tr gutter trash if you believe in this, if you think that there's a opposing side of the Holocaust. I dare you to tell your story in, you know, one of their cells. Or maybe, for better or lack of worse terms, uh, go tell it to Hitler. He's somewhere in hell. Um, Wait, what happened? Okay, there we go. Um, hey, remember those shipping containers I was talking about just like a second ago? Uh, well, one of those people dropped anchor and hit an oil pipeline and it's been bleeding into the sea. 
And this also follows in suit with the whole, you know, hey, infrastructure bill to get pipelines that could easily corrode and contaminate our oceans and further cause environmental issues in our country and in our livelihoods and in our human health. Let's get those resolved. But there's no end in sight for situations like this is about 32 uh, meters long. And the thing that kind of struck me about this story was that the the place where the pipeline got struck is a place that it should never have been struck. It should have been a place where, like, no one should have been able to reach it. The fact that it, it happened is sort of like a gap, but it's just a further telling that there's too many lax laws. You would think that you, if you cause this much damage, that you should there should be someone in prison. You would think that someone needs to be in prison. But the fact that we can't get that is also really alarming to me. So... We'll we'll continue to follow this story. They'll clean it up. It happened at a beach that was notoriously known for being dirty anyway. So it's just like like one of those things like when are we ever going to when are we ever gonna get back to normal and stuff like that. So let's get into it, shall we? Um Uh Biden pivots on the free community college pitch as the infrastructure uh talks drag on. This is a very misleading story on two fronts. One, uh, the bill isn't, it's not Biden who's doing this. It's the, it's Congress. It's the Joe Manchins. It's the Christian cinemas of the world. They're the ones stagging us out right now. So this is a very misleading title, one. But more importantly, I think people don't understand what the role is of an administrative leader. He's, his idea is to try to push his party in a, in a universal direction so that things can get done. And when you have fuckboys like Mitch McConnell blocking him, this type of stuff happens. He has to make, they have to make cuts. They have to make cuts in certain places. And if I, it came down to free community college or healthcare for children, I'm going with the children. Do I wish that we could get everything? Yes. Is it understood that we're not? If your answer is no to that, you don't know politics. Um, okay. I'm going to be doing a deep dive story on the Trump uh, Capitol insurrectionist, but I wanted to do a sort of a little, a little deep dive into this. And I actually missed this guy's story. But I think it was so fascinating, I wanted to cover it now. Than 100 people charged in connection with it are starting to get their day in court. Here's one individual, for instance, Brandon Fellows. He's a 26-year-old from Albany, New York. He faces a felony charge for obstruction in connection with the riot. He showed up to the January 6th insurrection dressed like this, wearing a fake red beard and a USA coat. And here he is inside what prosecutors say is Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley's office, where, according to his criminal complaint, he smoked marijuana, which is not too different from what he told the CNN reporter at the scene. We spoke to some people who broke into the Capitol. Literally just what happened in there? Tell us what happened. Yeah, we went in there and then I walked in and there's just a whole bunch of people lighting up in some Oregon room. I don't know if it's an or just tons of Oregon paintings, but they were smoking a bunch of weed in there. So that guy was in court uh, this week trying to get his bond status revoked. And against the advice of the judge, he chose to represent himself. He then accidentally admitted to two additional felonies. In cross-examination, a lawyer for the government got him to admit under oath that he had climbed into the Capitol through a broken window and that he had tried to get the previous judge on the case removed by putting that judge's wife's phone number as his emergency contact. 
and that he had missed court-ordered mental health and drug testing appointments. At the end of this nearly two-hour episode, the judge in question told him, quote, you've engaged in a pattern of behaviors that shows contempt for the criminal justice system. The judge ordered Brandon Fellows back into the custody of it. Yeah, of course he went back to jail. Brandon is a fucking idiot. And just like his fellow uh, rioters and uh, not even rioters, his fellow terrorists, it's very clear to see like why he got caught and why they'll continue to jail. I'm going to put out an episode about this as a deep dive. Good video talking about the type of people you should be looking at. Not all of them are like Brandon, which kind of sucks because if they were as dumb as Brandon, we would ca- we would have caught a lot more by now. We would have definitely caught a lot more by now. But let's talk about some of the smart people. He's This is someone I definitely did cover in this topic. And this is the first Capitol Police officer who is has been arrested in connection with January 6th. So this dude, and it's crazy, shout out to whoever's on Facebook, shout out to whoever's on Facebook. Uh, I can't read your comment, come to YouTube or come to Twitch, come to Twitter. I can even see your comments there. But uh, the Capitol officer, uh, Michael Riley, is a person who was there at the at the Capitol riot and post-Capitol riot, after seeing five of his own officers die or take their own life, he then decided to get on Facebook groups and decide to start telling people to go delete their stuff. And then when he was confronted about did he tell people to do this, he then deleted those messages. And for all you guys that don't know, that is called evidence tampering. And that is that and and, and it scales on demand based on the crime you're being accused of. So that could be felony tampering. And there's something really, really nice about seeing this happened because it's just further proof that there even amongst them there's no trust where's your honor if you're gonna have honor and trust for anybody my guy wouldn't it be with the people who were there on the front lines with you and this is why you can't bring this is why you can't let everybody into your house because of shit like this because because they plotting against you they are openly plotting against you um New video emerges of Jelani Staling uh, case shows what, what's his name? Let me, let me get somebody to say his name for me. Hold on. L. Stallings. Stallings. Uh, Jaylee, uh, what's his full name? Uh, I, I got the computer to talk for me now. I don't need no help. I could just do this all day. Jael Stallings. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't think they know how to say black people name yet. We still working on that. We're going to get the hood upgrade soon here. Uh, but basically there's footage that has now been released that shows like this dude was arrested and held in court because he fired back at officers. But in the truth is this dude basically got shot at by the officers doing a drive by. They had no reason to shoot at him. He returned fire. And uh, this is it. Shows the moments before Minneapolis police officers encountered Jaleel Stallings, police driving down a boarded up Lake Street in an unmarked white van, firing less lethal rounds at some pedestrians and warning others. Meanwhile, newly released surveillance video shows Stallings and others in a nearby parking lot. You'll see someone run along Lake Street. And that person is shouting, they're shooting, they're shooting. In the van? Group of parking on the north running. Body-worn camera captures police firing two less lethal rounds, followed by gunshots fired by Stallings. Watch. Stallings' lawyer says he had no idea who was shooting at him. 
but he thought it were civilians and potentially the white supremacists that Governor Waltz had warned about earlier in that day. Who would expect, if shots are immediately fired and one strikes you in the chest, who would expect that it was the police? A jury agreed, acquitting Stallings of attempted murder charges. Here's another angle captured on surveillance. It also provides some context to what happens next. Despite officers' reports and a criminal complaint claiming Stallings resisted arrest, he can clearly be seen getting on the ground as soon as officers exit the van laying there a full 20 seconds before this. Officers approach, kicking and beating him. Stallings suffered a fracture in his face. They're disgusting. They're just disgusting. They're rodents, actually. They're like cockroaches. And this is why I don't empathize and sympathize with them. And this is why I can't get behind it. Like, they are... They don't, they've, I've yet to meet one that, the moment he kicked him, why didn't another officer arrest that officer if they're so good? The logic doesn't even line up. Good versus bad. I don't, I don't need good or bad officers. Good uh, Officers shouldn't come in good and bad. They should just come with integrity. A, 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 a good officer. Officer implying that they're supposed to be there to uphold something. That's a, that's a double positive. Triple positive. You just need one of them. Get the hell out of here. Hey, he's free and he's suing him. Make your money. Uh, shout out to... No, not even shout out. Uh, shame on the LAPD, uh, LA Sheriff Department. Uh, this is the same uh, police department that shared video and pictures of Kobe Bryant and Gigi and a multitude of other people that passed away in that tragic incident a few years ago. And now the LAPD, like, so they, they're settling out of court, clearly, because they would get destroyed. But the LAPD Sheriff's Office is now requesting that the widow of Kobe Bryant uh, submit a psychiatric eval to prove that she actually is suffering damages from seeing pictures of her dead husband and daughter circulate on the internet before she knew they were dead classless scumbag punk bitch ass motherfuckers man this is a this is la like this is a living this was a uh, this was a living legend in your community this is a person that donated money to their department this is a person that showed love and respect for a whole entire city and that you denigrate and disregard and disrespect his wife like that the balls on these people it just makes you wonder like once again what's the point of having them if this is what they're gonna do cops have done more damage than good in our country fight me um here's an interesting story now could you imagine you know you show up to work, you show up to school one day, you know, you're chilling, you're kicking in in the back, you out there with the cool kids and everything's going down, everything's going good. And then a bunch of, uh, the, of the, <laughs> I was gonna, I always try to think of like the clever name, like one of those, uh, an albino, an albino, <laughs> an albino bear. <laughs> And so I was like, no, that's a polar bear. No, that's that's cultured. That polar bears existed. The bino bears, they 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 did something wrong. 
One of your one of your uh, light skinned brotherins shows up to school with this and displays this. And and oh, and in case you didn't notice, you're black as you see this. Now you got this on your front screen, and you was just in trying to enjoy your day, but now you got to deal with this. So you get some of your compadres, and you decide to protest. But before you guys go out and protest, uh, the the staff suspends all of you. And if you're saying no way, I'm here to say yeah, yes way. Um, administration in whatever high school, I just burped up a bubble. School in Rome, Georgia, was has come under fire after suspending students for protesting against fellow classmates who were caught on camera waving Confederate flags. According to CBS 46 Black, White and Latino students allegedly planned a protest after school administration failed to discipline the flag waivers for their display and spewing of racial epithets. Epithets. I always want to say epithets or appetites uh, at black students. And this is not far from where uh, Ahmaud Arbery uh, situations take place. This is in Georgia. Georgia has been divided since the election, way before it actually. But once again... The school administration did nothing to quell the anger and aggression of the black and brown people of this community because they don't find their feelings to be valid or important. And when that shit happens, we got to make sure we talk about this. You know, people often talk about, oh, if you don't say nothing, nothing will happen. Well, guess what? Uh, All of those kids' suspensions were removed and the administration is being forced to investigate uh, those students further because people talked about it, because people decided to bring it to the forefront of our minds. It's always important to speak whenever you see an indifference happening to someone who is disadvantaged. You are the hero that some people... You're a hero for someone you ain't even met yet. And it's all about your ability to speak up on shit like this. So... Kudos to those students for stepping up and making sure that they have the difference and change they seek. It's important also. You know what? I'm not a fan of Jonah Hill. (laughs) And people say like, oh, you don't like his movies? No, it's not that I don't like his movie. I just don't like him. And when I say this, it's not like I don't like him as as a person. He's a wonderful, splendid individual. It's just I don't like him. And I don't know how to explain that past that. Like, have you ever just met somebody who you think is just has a slappable face? That's how I feel about Jonah Hill sometimes. Once again, I wish no harm on him. I think he's a wonderful person. And I even think the topic he's talking about, uh, while a little wavy, is fairly interesting. Jonah Hill talks about, says, uh, we should limit time on Instagram, like in social media, to smoking. Jonah Hill doesn't get to speak on this because he has made a fortune off of advertising and selling his image. And it might not be on Instagram, but okay, if I sat there and watched TV for as long as I watched Instagram, would you agree? If all the movies and sitcoms and TV shows I watched all had you in it, would you give the money back, Jonah Hill? This is a very hypocritical statement. I'm getting tired of famous people putting out hot topics on things they don't really have a firm understanding on. Jonah Hill is equating Instagram to smoking. One of them will give you cancer. Jonah Hill doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And this is on a greater scale. He was talking about body image and how he doesn't want people to speak on his body image and all these things like this. But when he was using his body to make a buck, 
when he was using his body to make us laugh, was it okay then? And you're allowed to have nuanced opinions about this. You're allowed to change your stance on this. But I just don't think a celebrity telling a bunch of normal people who probably gain a little bit of pleasure from watching social media, and that's probably it. And if you don't, then stop it, obviously. But rich people telling poor people what to do with their time? Nah, shut that shit up, bro. But, you know, best of luck to you. Um, (laughs) I'm such a bitter individual. (laughs) What is wrong with me? All right. You want to know who a bunch of bitter motherfuckers? The Supreme Court. And don't let the Supreme Court twist you up, man. They got conservatives. They got they got uh, liberal. They're all fucking useless. Because when shit gets real, they do stuff like this. Supreme Court sides with policing qualified immunity. For all you that don't know, what what is a qualified immunity? Qualified immunity basically states that if an officer uh, hurts you, uh, kills you, or does anything to you, while knowingly uh, breaking your civil rights, they can be held financially responsible and legally responsible. But this qualm has been snuffed out by the Supreme Court, and this dissension has no significant person. It has no nothing like this. So let's read a little bit about this. On Monday, the Supreme Court ruled that two officers in separate cases should be granted qualified immunity. The Hill reported qualified immunity is a legal doctrine that shields government officials from liability. Way better example than what I gave. The ruling reversed two federal appeals court. And this is crazy because these were already found to be guilty and then they were reversed. So the Supreme Court is hurting us. Appeal court's decisions that had allowed excessive force lawsuits against the officers to proceed. According to the report, the two cases, one in California and one in Oklahoma, involved police responses to 911 calls. Uh, I remember these stories. They were they were both revolved around excessive force, but ultimately, it lays a guideline where they need to have a, a a previous case law to dictate that they can make a claim that qualified immunity can be taken away. But if something has never existed, qualified immunity can't come around to make it exist because if it doesn't exist, then they'll never. It's a never-ending loop, and it's like I could figure this out. So people who went to school for numerous amounts of years, you would hope be able to figure it out. But once again, if they don't have a vested interest in helping your people, that's why you got to get people like this out. But it's not much that we could expect from a case like this, right? This is a Joe Biden administration. He's all about the troops. He's all about the police. He hired a cop as his VP. Like, don't get it twisted. He might be blue, but he's he's the blue thin line. Hey, uh, so basically, uh, Hooter, Hooters, okay, look, I'm gonna have an honest moment here right now. I'm gonna have an honest moment right here. If you eat, this is a hot take, if you eat at Hooters, if you eat at Hooters, you, you probably don't brush your teeth at night. Damn. If you eat at Hooters, you probably, you got the basketball short arms, but you ain't got no drawers on underneath that. Damn. <laughs> if you think Hooters chicken is good, I'm convinced your mama burnt your tongue with the first bottle she fed you as a child. That shit burnt all your taste buds off. <laughs> 
Damn. If you think Hooters Chicken is good, you probably lost all your JV matches, and this is why y'all had to go here. Y'all couldn't go to Buffalo Wild, and y'all had to go to Hooters. <laughs> Didn't want to go back and see it. It's like, if you think Hooters food is good, you're probably a diabetic. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's me. That's me. But if you're, t- uh, wait, which one is it? Type one is you did it to yourself, and type two is like genetic. Whichever one is you did it to yourself, you're that one because I feel less bad. You know, eat healthy, eat right. I'm sh- I am shaming you to be healthier. Yes, but let's get to the crux of this story. Hooters basically made their their shorts. I know y'all remember what the orange ones look like. They don't got no pictures of the orange one, but this is the new one they got. Shout out to Lexi, Lexius, Lexius, or whatever your name is. Good on you for getting on this. But this is what they look like now, and. Hooters has always been like this subjective thing for women and fat shaming and high color. They have so many issues. I would have thought by now Hooters would have been canceled and gone, but they've made it past this and they've also made it past this. But basically, uh, this is their new shorts. A lot of people found it to be a lot of the old Hooter women. Oh, wow. You're just shit. I don't even want to make. God, this is weird. This is weird. Why would they? Okay, I'm trying to. Hers are clearly different. Yeah, hers look way different. Like, why? Where did this V come from? But basically, these are the old ones. This is the new one. And hey, you know what? I'm never gonna sit here and tell a woman how she's supposed to dress. But I'm also gonna be of the mindset: this is a private company. If you don't want to dress like that, you don't have to. And they'd be like, "Oh, you're being, you're subjugating them to." Hey, shut the fuck up! Because if you're not trying to talk about paying them a living wage. Don't even sit here and try and make a stand on what they should dress like. Like, there's men out there, and this is facts right here, right? Who's saying that, Mac? Fat Mac, shut up. Shut up right now, Fat Mac. (laughs) I got so angry just now. (laughs) No, Fat Mac, you can love whatever you want. I I know you don't discriminate. But, like, there are a bunch of men right now. And this is why this is how I could take this stance on this story. There's a bunch of men right now who are saying, uh, "Let women, let the ones who want to wear it wear it. They shouldn't be ashamed, but they're just they will not defend them making. Uh, they will not defend them making fifteen dollars an hour. And those people are what we call uh, sheep, uh, wolves, and sheep clothing. They're not really about the movement. But ultimately, this does like sort of like if if a woman finds this to be degrading and she has to wear it and this is the only form of tip she can make, I'm not about to sit here and tell her that she's wrong. So I'm happy that they can wear whatever they want to wear. But now I'm curious, what do the men have to wear as Hooter? Can I be a are there Hooter boys? I got to look this up now. Hooter boys. Is, Is that their name? I need to know. Images. Hooter boys. What do Hooter boys look like? What do men at Hooters wear? The 50 piece? Fat Mac, you're an animal. Wait, hold on. Is this a real thing? Okay, apparently there are no Hooter boys, but there's like a male equivalent. Uh, Tallywhackers. 
Okay, the male the male equivalent of Hooters is Tallywackles. Tallywhacker? That's hilarious. I'm not confused, but I am confused. You know what? Good on them. Equality, right? I learned something new today. Um, <laughs> uh, what you talking about? No, they don't pay them extra for that. In fact, you gotta, you don't, you gotta pay to get the uniform off. So, like, when you get the uniform, they take it out of your check, your first check. So, you don't even get the uniform for free. You gotta pay for that uniform. But some women said that they get better tips when they're wearing the black short shorts. And, hey, more power to them. But Miami Private School asked vaccinated students to stay home for 30 days. This is madness. This is madness in incarnate. And we've visited this school in the past before. This school has been on our radar before. But basically, there's a school in Miami that Now to our other big story tonight, a nation honoring General Colin Powell. He was the first African-American Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff after serving in the military for 35 years. Powell left a lasting impact on our nation and also on Tampa. Shut the hell up. I'm ruining my segment. What the hell wrong with you? Anyway, um, this is happening in Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, basically, uh, Miami-based priv- uh, private school that made headlines for asking staff to not get the vac- COVID-19 vaccine, citing debunked information, is now requiring vaccinated students to quarantine for a month. A letter obtained by WSVN shows Center Academy, we've talked about this place before, they're fucking crazy, is asking parents to hold off on vaccinating their students against COVID-19 for reasons the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has already disproven. So basically, they believe at this school that the people, the kids that get vaccinated are going to shed virus onto the unvaccinated kids. Now, everyone raise your hand if you know why this is why this isn't possible. Is there anyone in the chat that can tell me why this isn't possible? Why it is impossible for mRNA vaccine to shed viral load off onto unvaccinated kids? Yes, you in the back. You said because... In order for you to shed a virus, the vaccine must first contain a dead version of the virus. And since it's an mRNA vaccine, there is no dead version of the virus to spread onto others. Oh, you be right if that was your answer. Don't worry, Fat Mac. We got you, baby. We got you. That is the part that's mad vexing because there are these are the people in charge of educating kids and they're dumb. But this school, like this thing has been disproven. It's a private school. It's in Florida. So Rob DeSantis is all about this. I've never seen this level of cognitive dissonance. And the people, if you're a parent letting your kid go to the school, your kid, like this is how, what's her name? Casey Anthony happens. It happened in Florida. They're enablers here, here in Florida. 
But we'll follow this. Hopefully none of those kids die because of stupidity. Um, report from Miles Teller. Uh, for all you don't know, Miles Teller is the worst version of uh, uh, Reed Richards from the horrible Fantastic Four movie. But basically, we're in our favorite segment right now where we talk about people who deny COVID and think it's not real and say bullshit about anti-vaccine vaccines. And then they end up catching COVID and some of them die. But Miles Teller, he's one of the fortunate few. Miles Teller alleged unvaccinated as caused headaches for a Godfather series set. So he's currently filming a series, The Godfather, the coronavirus vaccine was an offer was an offer Miles Teller shouldn't have refused, but reportedly did according to an explosive account in Britain's Daily Mail. Uh, the paper says that Teller's test positive for COVID-19 on the Hollywood set of the offer uh, Paramount Plus forthcoming series about the making of The Godfather. Okay, cool. Uh, but basically, he cost them $1 million, seven figures worth of losses because when he caught COVID, he also gave it to several other people and caused a halt to filming. Miles Teller is what we call a douchebag, everybody. He ended up being hospitalized and has been released since and has still refused to get COVID, the COVID shot. This series is still on delay because they're now going to make it mandatory for this asshole to get it, which they should. Uh, a Washington State coach uh, fired for refusing the vaccine. It's kind of funny. He's a Pac-12 coach from Washington, not the Washington, D.C., the Washington over there by Canada or closer to Canada, Van- Vancouver. And he was saying he's not going to take the vaccine and it's, it's, it's my right and da-da-da-da. But there's a state mandate stating that all federal, all state employees must take it. And since he's a coach at a state university, he falls in line with that. And he decided not to get it, even though all his players had to get it. So much for being a leader. So much for being a leader, right? So much for being leading from the front, coach. Well, he was making $3 million, and now he's currently packing up his bag and looking for a new job. Damn. All because he thought the vaccine, he knew more about the vaccine than the people who were actually giving it out. Uh, also fired for refusing the vaccine were assistant coach Rick Logo, John Richardson, Craig Studemeyer, Stuzman, and Mark Weber. Uh, June said that there were, there may be no uh, president for the team losing its head coach and so many assistants in the middle of the season. Like, these people didn't even care about the players. And this is in the Pac-12. So this is really disheartening to a senior on this team right now who has aspirations of becoming a, a professional and he, lo- and he losing his support staff. I think all those players should get a second chance if they wanted to. Hey, Fat Mac, say that. <laughs> I would have been part of the clinical trials. But it's just crazy. It's just further proof that these people don't have any logical reason behind their actions. They're just selfish. This is a person who has records of other shots and other vaccines. If you have other shots, if you have the measles, chickenpox, or anything like that, other vaccines on board, flu shot, and you're mad about COVID, you're annoying. You're annoying at best. Damn. And finally, Roger Danger Gunderson. How do you say this? Why is, why is there the word? Let's say this for me. Gunderson. 
I said it right. Roger Dangerick Gunderson, 48, Vancouver, Washington, anti-vaxxer, ivermectin, worshipper, dead of COVID. <laughs> Update. Oh, let's read the original post. Don't, don't pay attention to this. According to social media posts below, Roger died from COVID, but not before his wife, Melissa, made a huge stink. She tried to force hospitals to give her husband ivermectin. Which ev- whichever means with every means possible, including going on Infowars to make her case. She went on Infowars? Your husband's dying and you went on Infowars? Please tell me. I don't want to. Given the prescriptions by that evening, by the next day, launch they have. And oh. it's the same thing you see everywhere. Rob Du, our news director just to tell the story and then go to them. He got COVID and went to the hospital and checked himself in and they gave him no treatment. He just sat there as his <laughs> lungs filled. Well, we got him to talk to Dr. Bartlett and got him to go home and take the ivermectin and the, and the, and the Yo, other he, things. He's a man. Uh, like the- so, uh, Alex Jones is a fucking man. I don't even want my channel to get cut down. Now he's in here. All right. We're about that. All right, let's get to the last story. No charges for FedEx driver who fatally punched man, killing him, after killing him racial slurs. This that sentence makes that makes no sense. Punched a man calling him. Oh, I can't read. Punched a man calling him racial slurs. That means one punch man. For all you guys that are anime heads, that means somebody with a single punch, with the spirit of his. His great ancestors knocked the fuck out of a racist and he's not getting charged for it. A FedEx driver was found legal, was found legally justified in punching a man in Northeast Portland who later died after the stranger called the worker racial slurs and tried to hit the driver first. The Midlothian, or how do you say this shit? I love this feature. Multnomah. Multnomah County District Attorney Office announced Monday there is no indication Timothy Warner intended to kill Joseph Dumbass <laughs> Joseph Magnuson uh, when Warner's punch connected above Magnuson's left eye near Northeast Hoyt Street. Wow, that's one hell of a punch. That is one hell of a punch. Uh, the driver was black, and I'm assuming with the name Timothy uh, Warner. Yeah, Timothy was black, and Joseph was black uh, was white. So uh, get your weight up, one punch man. I I love to see it. Make those races pay. <laughs> hey, before this work, that was the things we forgot to tell you last week. We appreciate you coming through. This is the Identity Booth Six Shifts. We finished this in time. You feel me? Finished this in good time. Less than an hour. So that was great. So we had a good time on this. Uh, we're going to bring Nafi with tea. Are you ready? But it's so hard to find through the daily grind. We're working overtime. And I'm sleep deprived. Shorty on the line. And we fuzz and fight. Seems like every night. Don't care who's wrong or right. I hope I end the sight. Slow it down and we can catch the vibes. The vibes, the vibes.